When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, November 16th. This is episode number 224. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Well, good, Rod. I'm feeling resilient like my football team. Yeah. Well, good thing. We're gonna... <laughs> You're not. You're not? <laughs> well, nah, yeah. I don't know about resilient. Yeah, it seems like it's been a long week already. So, but, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We're going to talk, talk about what the word means. Resilient. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. we're going to talk uh, a <laughs> bunch of Browns tonight, the highs, the lows, the the roller coaster ride. And uh, with us tonight to uh, to help us find our way and, and um, walk down this crazy path we're on with the Browns is, is Eric Platts. You can follow him at Apex Dog NC. Hey, Eric, how are things going? Pretty awesome, and I would say that I am carefully optimistic uh, after the news from yesterday. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I love the word resilient because I think that's important. Um, but uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remain optimistic, even though my initial response was, man, I wish we had, <laughs> I wish we had Josh Dobbs. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be optimistic for DTR and see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably where we all are um, hoping the best for him. So, so yeah. So, um, so I didn't ask you guys before we started recording, but is anybody drinking anything interesting they would like to uh, discuss on the show tonight? Eric, you get the first shot if you happen to have something in front of you there. If not, we'll just kind of dispense with the segment. Yeah, a, a pretty pathetic bottle of water, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can skip it. We don't have to talk beverages. It's not that big of a deal. It's just, uh, you know, um, sometimes it's an interesting part of the show, and sometimes we just don't even mention that. So I think everybody's used to that. So so we will will roll on. I'm not drinking anything tonight, Rod. Um, Yeah, I'm not drinking anything tonight, but just uh, I I wanted to mention that I am wearing a low-cut top for those, you know, listeners that that, um, is is to and and enjoy so doing doing my oh, best. Here. <laughs> is it? 
well, okay. Could it at least be a shimmel shirt? Like back in the day in the eighties when we wore football, you had a shimmel shirt under your, your shoulder pads, you know, it at least right. showed your, yeah. you know, your, 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 your abs, your six back off. Right. <laughs> Not that right. type of shirt. You're yeah. saying something, you something, yeah. something worse that we don't want to think no. about. My right. six packs out in the garage. Right. Here. <laughs> six packs on the fridge out the garage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, since we're talking about shirts, I'm I'm wearing, uh, you know, I'm. <laughs> I only bring this up because Jeff started this conversation. I come down and my wife says, "Is that your such and such shirt?" I said, "No, this is my hospital shirt." I said, "This is the shirt that I was wearing when I went into the hospital with that stupid bee sting." So it's forever going to be my hospital shirt. It's just it's just a t-shirt. <laughs> Perfect. But, but yeah, that's how things go. So, so guys, we're we're going to mix it up a little bit. We usually do Browns news first, but with the events of the week going back to Sunday, I thought it'd be more apropos to talk about the game Sunday and then get into the events of the week. Right. It just seemed to make more sense. Roll <laughs> Yeah. Versus kind of saying what happened after and then going back to the, you know, the game, which we do a lot of times. So, so let, let's yeah. have some fun first and talk about this, uh, the game Sunday, the, uh, when the Browns went into Baltimore and, um, you know, there was never any doubt of, of the outcome of this game. Um, the Browns no. <laughs> come away with the 33-31 victory. <laughs> So um, yeah, man, a lot happened in this game, guys. So uh, so I'm just I'm gonna turn it over to you guys first, and just kind of get your your initial takeaways from the game. And and Eric, we'll we'll let you go first. No, oh, okay. Well, initial takeaway is back to Jeff's word of resilient. Um, I thought there was at one point when it was twenty, I think it was twenty four nine down fifteen, and I did not. I just I, I couldn't see us generating enough offense to, to win that game. And then, you know, some of the you know the national media has put out some pretty cool <laughs> clips of of how that we we came back. And it just it really was one awesome event after the other. And um, I think for all Browns fans, and I, I tweeted this or X'd it, or I guess whatever we have to say now. Um, the play where they pushed Jerome Ford, I think, from a Browns fan perspective, is what gets us excited, right? The the, the passion and love we have for the team. We want to see the team show us that same level of passion we have for them, and they showed it on that play. I mean, Elijah Moore, all 160 pounds soaking wet of him in there, pushing on that pile on that scrum to get that first down and keep uh, that just to me i thought we're we're winning the game there's no doubt these guys are not gonna allow themselves to lose the game and i I think my biggest takeaway was that number one they are bought into stefanski which is music to my ears Mm because i don't want another coaching change um and and i think they they're determined uh to beat all the odds uh, and we'll have to now with Deshaun, but it, that's my takeaway. This just a te- this is a team. Whereas I think in past years, guys, we've had individuals that were quality players, but I think we've got a team full of guys that care. And I think that was my biggest takeaway and what I was hoping to see. 
Yeah, and I like that. And, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Well, and just to to, to expand on that a little bit, uh, eleven and a half minutes left in the game, the Browns were down thirty-one seventeen, and that was about the fourth time in the game that I thought, well, there's no way we're going to win this. And and less than mm-hmm. three minutes later, they were an extra missed mixed, missed extra point from being tied. Um, and at that point, you just kind of felt like, wow, we, we really got a chance, you know. But I, I want to cite a couple of other things that, that I think I really, you know, told me something about this team in this game, right? Um, in the second quarter, the offense went 12 plays, 70 yards, a little over seven minutes, and scored a field goal. In the third quarter, 17 plays, 75 yards, a little over 10 minutes and scored a touchdown, okay? Um, And then that last drive where they got the ball, I think a little over five minutes left on the clock. And and you know what always happens in NFL games at that point, right? Is, you know, a team goes down the field, scores, and then the other team flips the field and goes back and scores and wins, right? For them to kick the the game-winning field goal with the clock expiring after a five minute mm. long drive. Do you know how hard that is to do in the NFL? I mean, that, that is like yeah. almost impossible to do in the NFL. And, and for me, that was Stefanski at his absolute best. And it was the players, just like Eric said, completely bought in to this is what needs to happen for us to win this game guys. And they went out, did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I can't remember seeing the Browns do a drive like that. And you and you're right, Jeff. It just doesn't happen that often in the NFL. You know, normally a team goes down, and I mean, oh. you're you're trying to score. You know, you're trying to get the lead. You know, you, getting the lead and, and managing the clock and everything all together is not is, is not that easy. So we were um, we were second and nineteen. <laughs> think about that we were second at 19 and watson hits that 17 mm-hmm. yard pass then ford gets the five four or five yard run for the first down and, and um you know it just it, you know some teams can go out there you know maybe like Mahomes or even josh allen from a few years ago where they were just up and down the field in two minutes scoring touchdowns you know yeah. we did it and it was hard Right. Yeah. Every play, if you recall, yeah. if you go back and watch that final drive, every play was hard and it was tough. And they, they were fighting and clawing and Watson was running for first downs and the team has put I mean, it was a hard drive, but well, well thought out by Stefanski, methodical. We took we took the time down that we needed to um, even even in situations, I think, to, you know, the drive before. I don't know if it was the drive before or not. Just the defense being smart enough to say, okay, I'm going to sit here for a second. And I think it, it drew a, a delay of game penalty on the Ravens. Uh, just mm. some of the intelligence that was going on in the field at that time was maybe it was just a stroke of luck. I don't know, but I want to, I want to think that these guys know what they're doing. And, um, you know, both offense and defense. And it was just an impressive show of, of discipline, really. Um, even though there was a lot of penalties in the game, I think at mm-hmm. the, the most critical moments – he had them dialed in, and they were doing what they had to do. It was it was impressive to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways to break this score down. You guys have gone through a lot of these, but I think the Browns um, at one point were down 17-3, to and maybe they were further down with that score you mentioned, Eric. But after that, I mean, the Browns outscored the Ravens 30-14, to with most of that being in the second half. And, I mean, the Browns really just dominated the game in the second half. They really just did. Um, yeah. It was, I, it was, yeah, it was fun to watch. And let's not forget that this is another game where they dug themselves a 14-point hole, where they gave the ball away twice at really inopportune times and gifted the Ravens, you know, a couple of touchdowns. Um, we had a muff punt that gifted them another score later in the game. Uh, I mean, that, for me, to, to be able to overcome that, and we've, this is not the first time we've seen it this season. You know, like, so like, yeah. like Eric was saying, this team has to be bought in to, you know, to, to have the belief in, in each other to come back from that kind of adversity. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's where I come up with this word resilient. Okay. That, you know, yeah. I think that is a intentional uh, strategy with this organization. I think it's, um, it's skills and abilities that, that this, uh, organization has instilled in the players now um, where they believe that you know they can come back from anything they can overcome anything they're not buying into the you know uh, sad you know despair every time something bad happens they're looking at it as an opportunity and I think you heard that in Andrew Barry's press conference yesterday um, mm-hmm. you know that hey this this is bad news but this is an opportunity for us. Yep, that's exactly what he said. He said, this is an opportunity for us to um, overcome another obstacle, right? And there's, you yeah. know, he, without saying it, he kind of uh, hinted at it, you know, look, their tenure between Stefanski and him over the last four years, they've gone through a lot of stuff between Baker and Odell and, and even Clowney. Uh, and and just mm-hmm. you know the, the the Watson transaction in general, right? Um, and yeah. you know the suspect, you, you name it, right? They've been through all of it, and they've continued to yeah. find a way to to beat the odds. Now, um, it's uh, and and I think somebody said, you know, I, I I read on the internet people, you know, talking about the, those that don't like Stefanski for whatever reason. I think. I keep reading people post, you know, he's closer to winning coach of the year and getting an extension than he is even remotely the idea of him getting fired. They, they love him, at, you know, in Berea. Right. He's, like, he's not going anywhere, and I'm, I'm glad for that because we've, we've – as many, you know, quarterbacks we fit on that jacket, you know, we could probably fit that many coaches too, and, and uh, yeah. we need some stability, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I, I think I think people are right. I mean, you know, you, you, Go can, ahead, you can question play calling. You question play calling. You you know, from time to time, you can you can take issue with some decisions he makes. Um, you know, I, I think he's a very aggressive coach. You know, we've we've talked about in in, in most cases. You know, he's he's going to make the aggressive call uh, and put trust and confidence in his players. Um, I think again that that. That's part of building up the team and to be able to weather the storm, you know, and, and have this this next man up 
um, mentality. Um, and that, that's really what we wanted in an organization, isn't it? I mean, you know, we all want to win a Super Bowl, um, but we want that resiliency in a team. We want them to be able to, you know, overcome all those obstacles, overcome that adversity, and still come away from, you know, the first 10 weeks of the season with a six and three record. Now that that's pretty damn impressive. That's not something that a lot of teams are able to do. We certainly yeah, just, couldn't have done it a few years ago. No, and, and just just seeing a team out there battling when they're down 14 points early. You know, I don't yeah. know if we would have seen that, you know, several years ago. No. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and, well, I mean, and Rod, you know, two two teams in our division always seem to overcome injuries and find a way to win. Ravens and Steelers, right? And, true. And um, it's, it's really nice to sit back and say, hey, you know what? We've got the right coach. We've got a good coordinator. We've got a good defense. And we can weather this storm. And we can find a way to win. And it's not always going to be beautiful, right? There's going to be some ugly wins in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's okay. Because at the end of the day, it's like an old golf analogy. My, my, uh, you know, my father-in-law always tells me, he's like, you know, doesn't matter how you got par, you know, you, when you get back to the end of the day, look at your scorecard, it's going to be a par, whether you burned one down the middle and, uh, three putted, uh, as long as you got it in and <laughs> in four, nobody's going to remember how you got there. And I, I think that's, that's what's right. important is let's right, right now, let's just win every week. And, uh, yeah. you know, not to, we get to be fans. We do get to you know, look forward, but I think their message, and you, you, we probably are all tired of hearing it, but the message is one and oh, you know, let's go one and oh this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, let's just uh, look at some of the individual performances in this game. And, I mean, there, there were a lot. But, uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson, 20-34 for 213, a touchdown and a pick. And um, I don't have the time period in front of me, but he completed his last 14 passes. Is that, mm. is that correct? Apparently with a broken shoulder. Is. Yeah, apparently with <laughs> yeah. a broken shoulder. So. And a high ankle <laughs> And a high and ankle a high, Yeah. So. How, how ironic is that, that you know, that um, yeah. after all this time, the best best half of football he puts together in three years is after he suffered a season-ending injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he gets healthy. Maybe he needs to, you know, go out and get in some bar fights before these games or something. <laughs> you know, get knocked up and, you know, get smacked around a little bit. No, but, uh, oh, but yeah, Kozar playing playing on a broken ankle against the what was it the Dolphins way back when? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, finished the game on a broken ankle and had a heck of a game. And the, yeah, his toughness was incredible. Even when he was you know shaking hands with Lamar at the end of the game, he looked perfectly fine. Right, <laughs> you know, he was like yep. smiling and happy go lucky, and uh, just unfortunate. <laughs> Something else, yeah. Um, Jerome Ford, guys, uh, 17 rushes, 107 yards, and he looked like a different running back. Yeah, I agree. Been been hard on him the last few weeks for indecisiveness. Um, he was decisive in this game. Yeah, so he got north so, and south quick, which is what I wanted to see too. Exactly, you're, you're right. Yeah, so so who, something obviously happened. Okay, it, it's either. Uh, Jerome Ford watching watching tape. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know it's Stump Mitchell working with him. It's Kevin Stefanski saying something, or or you know or or um, Kareem Hunt or somebody. Something happened. 
all the above to work. Yeah, be, uh, maybe he listens you know, to I, the Browns Blitz. I don't know. Well, that could be. Well, Nick maybe Chubb's been awesome. in the room. Nick Chubb's been in the room too. Um, I heard today <laughs> from Nathan Zagura. Chubb, Chubb's there every day. Yeah. Well, it could have been Nick Chubb, and I. I mean. We I've seen Jerome Ford run like this before. I mean, he you know he he ran that way in college. Um, you know I don't know if we've seen him, him enough with the Browns to say he's ever run like this before with the Browns or not. But um, I you know I, I knew he had this in him, and he just he looked different with all that stutter stepping everything. So maybe some of it went back to his his um, what do you have an ankle ankle injury that he was high ankle yeah. Well, high it wasn't. Ankle, so, high, it so. wasn't. It wasn't a real um, severe one, but I. I do think it hampered his cutting ability. Yeah, you just wonder if if when he came back he wasn't, you know, a hundred percent, and yeah, maybe he developed some bad habits or something, and yeah. you know, and maybe yeah. maybe somebody just kind of pointed it out or he figured it out, and right. Um, but anyways, he, he, you know, excellent game for Jerome Ford. Um, Amari Cooper, six catches, 98 yards. Um, Just another typical Amari Cooper week. What you've come to expect from him week in and week out. Yeah, and guys, I I was going to figure this up, but uh, Amari Cooper, is he's on pace for something like almost 1,500 yards this season. He's got a chance to have have about this. About the second best season that that the Browns have ever seen from a receiver. (laughs) Right. Um, that's crazy. You know, yeah. it is. It is. How um, how, how, how is Njoku's stats? Because you know he's becoming a real threat with yards after catch, and um, just I mean he's 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 running angry, which is really yeah. It's like it's, it's yeah. It's like it's like he took a tip from uh, you know from Kareem. Yeah, he's catching the ball and he's looking to, he's looking for contact. He's looking to get as many yards as he can. You know, they don't always hit him in stride where he's running with the football in open lanes. It's usually, you know, he's sitting down in his own, running a running a hook, catching it, and then he's got to turn it upfield and he's got to get going quick. And it's just fun to watch. It is fun yeah. to watch. And I hope moving forward he continues to be a focal point because he is he's he's a weapon i think he has to be going forward um you know i agree that that the mismatches are there all the time um Mm -hmm. and you know when he puts that kind of energy into the yards after catch um man those those defensive backs are (laughs) their eyes are just getting big as saucers man (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah and guys i I was going to say, actually, I put a tweet out a few days ago on his projected numbers, just like kind of what I just said with Cooper, because I, I looked at Cooper's numbers. Yeah, um, he's on pace for 72 catches, 712 yards, which would both be career highs. Um, it's 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 kind of hard to to say with I mean, he's done that with, you know, with three different quarterbacks out there. So I think with you know when Watson's been out there, I think his numbers have been better. Right. So you know, um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, he's he's absolutely been. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what you want to say. Some people were calling him you know the heart and soul of the offense and things like that just because of plays like that. 
um, like the like the one he had um, where he just you know just shoved that poor guy like 20 yards or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> was <laughs> toughness so was evident. Yeah, I jumped yeah. off the couch for that play. I jumped right off the couch. My wife jumped off the couch. My girls were standing up under the TV. We were like, yeah. you know, we just could not believe he just kept going and plowing through those guys. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, I mean, Jeff and I have given him some grief over the years, but that's because he's always, you know, up until um, I think he had a pretty decent season last year, but um you know, he, he's been here a while and it's kind of always been potential and this guy's a great athlete and everything. And he's put up just kind of fair numbers. And and I think we're finally seeing what what he's capable of, you know, um, when when he gets the ball in his hands. And, and I think he's he's playing like he knows what he can do now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's it almost seems like a confidence thing, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great game. And and. I don't know. I, I put that I put that out on Twitter and somebody came right back with, oh, he needs to not drop those easy passes. He had one <laughs> drop in the game, guys. He started okay. a little slow. Yeah. But, yeah. And he started yeah. to slow with one one easy drop that would have gotten like five yards maybe. Um, yeah. I think we can let him off the hook on that one. Yeah. I mean, Amari totally Cooper agree. drops a pass every once in a while too, right? <clears throat> Yeah, here's a little something, and I know we'll get to the Steeler week coming up, but here's a little something, too, that to keep your eye on. Uh, Jerron Christian started at left tackle. Uh, he, he did give up that strip, and thank God Teller was there to recover it. Um, but outside of that, uh, he played extremely well. And what's interesting that I heard today uh, mentioned by Zagura on Cleveland Browns Daily, is that he has already started once this year versus the Steelers at left tackle for the Houston Texans before we picked him up. Oh, so, and he gave up zero pressures, zero sacks against the Steelers. So could be interesting. And I, I just thought the offensive line, if we're talking about, you know, great performances, I thought the offensive line played really, really well. I mean, yeah, I did. yeah. Deshaun took some contact, but man, we ran the ball so well. And you're talking two backup tackles in there. And uh, I was pretty impressed. I, that was my biggest concern going into that game. And yeah. as it turns out, they weren't the issue. But, you know, they played well. Yeah. Texans won that game thirty to six. By the way, that's right. <laughs> I, I hope right. I hope some of that rubs off on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I would love to. Yeah, I would I love mean, to see us. With those how much of that, with, Eric? Do you, do you think is is you know the player being you know prepared and executing? And how much of it is the coaching staff just putting him in a position to be successful in that game, knowing you know where he's yeah. come from. Yeah, well, our our offensive line coach is familiar with John Christian, so that helped. Um, and mm-hmm. and I think, I think you know, we we sit here and think, gosh, who are they going to play at left tackle? Are they going to move Dewan Jones over there? And, and guys, they they know exactly the plan. In 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 early right. now, did they know they were going to get Jerron Christian? Of course not. But at the moment they acquired him. They knew exactly what the plan was going to be for him. And I, mm-hmm. and I can guarantee you he's been practicing to be the left tackle 
uh, ever since they acquired him, if Will's yeah. going to go down. And so I, yeah. I think, to your point, I think it's the team preparing him. And I think it's a young yeah. man that understands his job. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that combination, you know, uh, it was, and we got to give Barry credit because, you know, they went out and got him. Um, and because uh, we really didn't have depth there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was impressive to see. Yeah, so so uh, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. But let's go back to let's go back to a couple more things on the on the uh, the game against the Ravens. Um, Elijah Moore five catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown, and the uh, the assist on the on the scrum. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. for people who are waiting for Elijah Moore to you know to have a, a 10 catch, 120 you know, yard game. It's, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I, yeah, think, I, I would, I would be totally happy with his production from that game week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I mean, that's, you know, um, that that's putting up some pretty solid numbers over the course of the season if you're doing that. So, and, and of course, um, Hopkins was uh four for four on uh, field goals. We're not, we're not going to talk about extra points cause it didn't matter. Um, <laughs> can I say one thing though? Can I say yeah, one go ahead. thing? So on that, so he missed his extra point. The kick before that, his extra point before that, was leaking left, and then the next extra point leaked hard left. Yeah, and then I don't know if you guys noticed. So I, at that point, I said he's got the yips. He's thinking about it now. When he lined up for that game-winning field goal, if you guys have not watched it, go back and watch. He stood over the holder before giving the holder the go-ahead for 15 seconds. I've counted it. <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds he waited before he gave the holder the, the nod to snap the ball. So he was in his head on that field goal. Thank mm-hmm. God he made it. Because I yeah, need all this confidence moving forward. Because Absolutely. let me tell you, once the yips start, if we have any of us play golf, it's hard to get out of that because you're yeah. thinking about it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it turned out that eyes on. Definitely. I mean, yeah. And um, I don't know that we need to do this every week, but I, you know, I talked last week or week before about uh, Dustin Hopkins, you know, being on pace to to break the round, the Browns all time points scored in a season um record yeah, yeah. um he's he's up to 86 points i mean he's, he's probably going to go over uh, 100 points in, in the next uh, he could do it against the steelers you never know <laughs> he has been he has been money though he has been yeah, money he's been great he's been great so he deserves a lot of credit so yeah okay very another very successful you know acquisition yeah, definitely so um, the, the one other Browns. player I want to mention, Rob, before we move yeah, on. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Cedric Tillman completely taking Kyle Van Noy out of that play yes. and probably out of the game. <laughs> was For me, that was one of the highlights of that game. Yeah. We and, were physical as hell in that game. The, yes. the whole team was physical. Yes. So fun to watch, man. And uh, and Eric, you played I, the game, right? So uh, so tell me this: yeah. Is it um, what what is the look for a 
linebacker to be complaining about the way he was hit by a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that whole the whole uh, crackback <laughs> block uh, rule. I just look, I know we're trying to make the game safer and, and God, we really should just with the amount of injuries we're seeing this year. But I don't know if they're up or down, but gosh, man, they take so much fun out of the game. I think on that particular yeah. play. Yes, I jumped out of my seat. So excited to see that. But at the same time, I knew it was a crackback block. I was looking for the flag. And then secondary, he stood it there over top of him. I'm like, oh, you can't taunt the guy. Um, but Yeah, he was man, close. He was real he was close, close to taunting. He was close. But, yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm a, uh, an outside linebacker and I just got decleated by a receiver, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm probably – quickly getting back to the huddle and hoping that nobody saw it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get up and complain about the way I was hit. No, I don't want to bring attention to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that, that was fun for sure. So, um, mm-hmm. Brown's news, um, the not-so-big secret was the Deshaun Watson uh, season-ending injury and surgery to the broken bone in his shoulder, which he soldiered through to to win the game against the Ravens um yeah yeah so um so yeah so we went from uh you know being six and three and really feeling like things are all you know just kind of lining up and 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 the team's playing really well complimentary football and everything against a good team to to losing starting quarterback for the rest of the season so right uh, so yeah, definitely a downer. Um, you know, it, it was probably a good day for all of us just to stay off Twitter, honestly. Or actually, <laughs> I, guys, I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care. I'm, you know, I am too. Um, I yeah, so um, they'll probably switch it back at some point. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, we've all talked about this. Um, I don't even know what angle you want to take on this. I mean, the thing that the thing that is interesting to me is all the names that are surfacing as possible guys who could come in, you know, who the Browns could look at signing. And I don't know if we have interest in any of these guys. Um, the And I'm not going to go through all these guys, but obviously DTR is going to start and we hope he does well, you know, against and, and gets a win against the Steelers. But today, um, RG3 through his... Hat in the ring. I saw um, Because he, you know, he did so much for the Browns when he was here. So, you know, at, at 33, he says he can still run a 4-3. Um, but I don't, he didn't mention whether he knows how to slide yet or not. So, um, yeah. He just talked a lot about Watson being a game manager, and he thought he could come in and with his experience do well in that. So, so you got him saying, I, I don't know if any other quarterbacks have said much. I don't know if, if any of these other guys have actually come out publicly and said that they would like to come in. But everybody's throwing all these names around, including um, Tom Brady and Philip Rivers, Nick Foles, um, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, Colt McCoy, um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, who hasn't played in like almost a decade um yeah and then Maybe we you know can i dig was, up Otto graham yeah how about andrew luck <laughs> yeah well andrew i would take andrew luck over a lot of these guys oh, honestly 
Funny um, thing is, is you know, RG3 gets paid to talk now. He doesn't get paid to take hits. So it doesn't good, surprise yeah. me that he would have a lot to say on the subject. Um, but yeah. of, of all those names, um, the, the, the one that, that seems the most worth doing is a 46-year-old Tom Brady. That, that's, that tells you where this league is right now. Yeah. But, yeah, the, I, I had a couple more, but um, uh, I think Trevor Simeon's a free agent. So I don't know if he's worth anything. And then the last one that everybody's putting on every list is Kellen Mond. Okay, we want to bring it. I guess we can bring him in to be our third stringer. Sure. Yeah, that's that, that's just a – That I, doesn't That do would that. be a third string guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so – Emergency quarterback, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. We could speculate. I mean, I guess the question is, how, how do you guys think the Browns are looking at this? Because in in my mind, I think the Browns are, are want to see how this game goes with DTR against the Steelers because mm-hmm. they're going to sign a quarterback. It's a matter of whether they're going to sign a guy to their practice squad or right. whether they're going to try to sign somebody to come in and start, um, even if it's a couple weeks from now, bringing right. some guy out of retirement. Right. So is that how you guys see it? That if DTR doesn't play well, um, they're going to bring in three of these guys, try them out, and maybe sign somebody to start in a few weeks. And if DTR plays well, they'll they'll sign somebody to be a backup. Jeff, I'll let you go first. Well, let me back up a little bit, okay? Um, a few weeks ago when we were playing P.J. Walker, um, I understood the decision to do that, knowing that um, Deshaun Watson was going to be back and, and, and that PJ was just sort of a stopgap. OK, mm-hmm. now that we know that that Deshaun's done for the year, I really want this team to develop DTR. I, I think, you know, if if by some miracle we can string together some wins still. Um, which I, I still think is possible based on the schedule. Okay. You know, maybe we need to have a veteran quarterback for the playoffs and maybe that veteran quarterback comes from somebody who's retired or somebody who gets their release. Um, or maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's another move that Andrew Barry figures out how to make. Um, but personally, I would just like to see us, commit the next eight games to developing DTR so that going forward, we know what we have in him as a backup and we feel a hundred percent confident because I believe that next year Deshaun's going to miss games too. So mm-hmm. I, I would really like to have him ready to go. And, and I don't think in the grand scheme of things, anybody that we bring in now is really going to significantly impact the success or failure of this season i think we're we're probably looking at um only being able to go so far because of everything that we've been through um and all the guys that we've lost to injury so you know to to think that we can just just plug and play somebody and it's going to still let us have a deep run in the playoffs it's just the odds of that are not great yeah, um, yeah. And I'll, I'll add two names to the list since Jeff brought up guys who get released. So that's Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, 
again, I'm not suggesting that either of those guys will completely excite you. But, right. um, but I saw a story today that Jacoby is supposedly going to ask for his release from the commanders. That would make a ton yeah. of people happy. But again, it's not going to get us to the Super Bowl. Is that a parody? I keep seeing that stuff too, and I can't. I can't tell yeah. if these are actual reports or somebody with. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, even the, even the sideline at, reporters apparently make shit up. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have to look at <laughs> right, the right. account and see how many followers, and if they have, uh, yeah, if they don't have any followers, you know, it's made up for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if they have 134 followers, that's garbage. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, Eric, I, mean, I want to see how you feel about this, because to me, it's like, um, I mean, the Browns are six and three and they got they've got eight games left. You know, if they went, if yeah. they go four and four, five and three, they got a good chance of making the playoffs. And with this right. defense, well, anything could happen. So, well, let's look at let's look at most recent history. Right. Um, let's look at the 49ers last year. Right. So they. Mm. They lose their starting mm-hmm. quarterback, and then they at the end of the season plug in Brock Purdy, not knowing. Yeah, they 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 did their evaluation. I think I heard this today too. They 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 did their evaluation. They decided to take him, you know, in the draft, even though he was you know last pick of the seventh round. But they, he was on their team, and they evaluated him, and they said, okay, he's he's in our system. He's been with us all year. We're going to give this guy a shot. And lo and behold, he, he performed at, a, at an extremely high level. And um, I, I'm not saying we'll have the same luck with, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, but I am saying that you, 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 you drafted him in the fifth round. So there are things about his game that you liked. There's a reason why you let Josh Dobbs go and, and, and kept DTR on the 53. So there's mm-hmm. clearly – something there that they like and the Ravens game is not a fair assessment of the kid it's just not you know the game plan was not designed for him we didn't alter it during the game which I was complaining about um now we get a whole week for this kid to to really game plan play loose play free and use his athletic ability and let's see where that lands us because if he if he manages to beat the Steelers Right. Then I think I think Jeff's right. I think they're going to continue to see what we have in him because we, we have to determine, is he our backup quarterback? Because I agree. I think Deshaun Watson, the way he plays the game. Yeah, uh, he's good. He's not he's not going to be a 17 game starter. He's going to be you know somewhere between 13 and 14 games each year. Yeah. So we're going to have to have a guy that can go two and one. Right. So let's let's see. But at the same time, to Rod's point, we're six and three. This is an incredible defense. Miles Garrett is is in his prime. We can't just say, ah, we're going to scrap the season. Let's see what D we got in DTR. That would be doing a disservice to the fan base, to the defense, to the other 52 guys on the team on the roster. So if if he does not perform well, and we don't think he's going to be able to get us into the playoffs, then we absolutely have to get out there and find some. Somebody. And I don't know who that person is, um, but they've got to, they, they would just completely do a disservice to the fan base and to the, the folks that are on this team if we don't go find somebody. Unless DTR does his thing. I, and I hope I hope that's what happens. I hope we have found our our Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, that, I that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. I don't disagree with that philosophically, Eric. 
Um, and yeah. I, I would love to see us go find somebody that, you know, we, we could feel good about, um, you know, stepping in. First of all, I think that, you know, the odds of that are, are long that, you know, that we can find that guy and then acquire that guy. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's sort of the Josh Dobbs argument, you know, that, that you know, you knew what you had in him in, in training camp. You didn't know what version of him was going to exist with the Vikings, you know, eight weeks later. Right. So yeah. it, it's it's hard to to say that, you know. We, we didn't know that the DTR was going to be that bad in the Ravens game, but but we've only seen him once, like you said. So so how do we really know? Yeah what we've got in him that, you know, that a guy off the street will be better than, you know? So yeah, I agree completely that if, 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 you know, we're really struggling over the next couple of weeks, you hope that they're able to find somebody that can give us a better chance of winning. Um, that's, that's just, that's a long shot. Though. I just that's don't true. see them going back to PJ Walker though. No, I agree. He's a turnover machine. Yeah. And I love, you, you know, Man, you know what you're having PJ. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to learn yeah. about PJ at this point. That's right. Right. I have to tell you guys, I I think, um, and I'm the one who started us down this road, but we might be looking at this all wrong. I, I would, knowing how Andrew Barry is, and, you know, I'm not, not going to say I know what he's going to do or anything, but um, knowing how he is, I would be surprised if he is not – checking on things right now seeing who's available who's interested you know and you know and and um oh yeah you know the status i mean obviously yeah yeah and you know and getting that list together so it may have more to do with who says they're interested than how dtr plays too right so um, yeah, I do know just, I do know Cam Newton is open to coming back, but he has said to teams because he I saw an interview with him. He said to a few teams that look, I'll come, but you need to let the people know that are in the building that I'm coming to take the job. Like he's he he wants to have the full support of the organization. Now I don't know mm-hmm. if that means he wants a long term job or if he would just take the you know eight game season that we're willing to give him. Um, and I don't even know oh. that. I don't even know if we'd want that guy. But it, I, I do think you're right. I think it's it's reaching out to guys that want to play, uh, that that want the opportunity. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, nothing are, gets. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, Cam's. I mean, a lot of these guys. I mean, Cam's 34. I mean, how many years are you gonna sign him for? Um, you know, you're not gonna sign him to a big contract right. when when uh, Watson's up contract. So. You know, it, it's a chance for any of these guys, anybody who's interested, who the Browns are interested in, to come in. You got a, you got a, a good offensive line. You got, you know, a running game that's been decent. You got some receivers and you got a great defense and you got a chance to get into the playoffs. And you yeah. have a chance to audition to get back into the, into the league. Yeah. Try to resurrect okay, your career. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are all out of the league. It's going to have to be a a baseball type of rental, somebody that is you know not planning to be with us next year, because I don't see how, from a salary cap standpoint, and you know how we can structure a high paid backup. No, no, and there shouldn't be a reason to. 
I mean, honestly, you're, I mean, other than Tom Brady, you're giving all these guys a chance to, to come in and, and resurrect their career. I, I would think, you know, I, I mean, you talk about Philip Rivers maybe, but um, I don't know, you know, <laughs> okay. he's not where, in the same class. Where, so yeah. where is our backup from a year, uh, uh, two years ago? Um, he came in and, and won a game Case Keenum? against um, Case, yeah, Keenum. Case Keenum. Where is he at? Uh, I did not I see him on the Buffalo, and I'm not even sure he's on a roster this year. Yeah, I didn't see him on the free that agent list. Like so. That yeah, seems like he a could, guy he could do he it. Would... He knows the offense. I think, I think at this point, we're, we're bought into a particular style of offense that whatever quarterbacks are on this roster have to be able to execute. And I think Case Keenum was a good fit for the offense under Baker Mayfield. I don't necessarily think he would be a fit with this one, but I think a guy yeah. of that type, you know, in, in terms of, you know, age experience, um, you know, cost is, is probably who you'd find for the last, you know, six or seven games, if if they choose to go that route, Keenum Keenum is with, with the, the Texans. Uh, Texans. With the Texans. Yeah. Texans, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeff, I I kind of I kind of agree, but on the other hand, I think um, going back to the defense again, and with what we saw in PJ Walker with the turnovers, mm. man, if you, if I think you have to look at guys who can take care of the football, who you have confidence in yes, that can take care of the football. Sure. Um, even if you have to change your offense up a little bit, if mm. you feel like you have a guy there that can that can complete some passes without, you know, giving the ball up, I think that's what they're going to be looking for. Whether you want to call that a game well, manager thing, or whatever, go ahead. Well, well, yeah, one thing Kevin Stefanski has shown us is that he's going to get the most out of any particular quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's nothing stopping Stefanski from, and I, I'm just these guys have been together, especially the offensive line and the backs. There's nothing stopping them from going back and reverting back to, you know, um, 20, 22 personnel, you know, two tight ends, two running backs. Yeah. Putting DTR mm-hmm. under center. And handing the ball off and doing play action pass and limiting limiting his his read options and and you know yeah. Baker threw I think his numbers were twenty eight touchdowns and nine interceptions or whatever it was when we went to the playoffs you know that offense was designed to limit Baker's turnovers right and yeah I'm not saying the offense was dumbed down necessarily but I'm saying the design of that offense was to take advantage of what Baker did well. And when you got a rookie quarterback, let's not, let's not dump everything on his plate. Let's make it simple for him. Give him one or two reads, um, get, get him, get him, you know, waggling outside the pocket, bootlegging outside the pocket, give him that run pass option mm-hmm. and hand the ball ball off. And, and I would, and, and our screen game, we've one of the best screen teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, that's the offense. If we go fight TR, I am I'm going to scream loudly because that's not what we need to be doing with him. 
Right. Um, no, I, I agree. I think and I, I think that's that has to be the approach over the next few few weeks. But ultimately, yeah. I think you want to grow him and the offense. You know, if if he ends up playing the final eight games, to the point where he's basically executing the same offense that you know you started yeah. this year. Um, yeah, and you know he had, he had a bunch of starts in college. He's an experienced kid. I I think, you know, I think he can get there. You know, with with the right time and and you know without breaking his confidence. You know, yeah. if, if it, and I, that's why I think you're right on you're right on target with limiting his decision making early. Um, you know, so so you can build his confidence. That's right. Just get him some completions. He struggled just to get completions against the Ravens. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's get him some yeah. easy completions. Um, get him out. Get him out there uh, in space. Let him run a little bit, and then let's you know, then you can start adding things to it as he gains confidence. And I think that's, I would bet that's the plan for Sunday because we're going to rely on our defense. We're going to rely on our run game and we're going to rely on our screen game. And um, that's probably going to be what we see this Sunday. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, So So it is Brown Steelers Sunday in Cleveland. Um, The, uh, the rematch, the, the revenge game. Yeah. Let's hope. For what uh, we're all going to call the Nick Chubb game for the rest of our lives, um, yes, sir. Brown, Browns and Steelers were both somehow six and three. Um, yeah. I don't know how many other Steelers games you guys have watched. It's 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 just in- incredible that they win these games. Um, yeah. And looking Bad at their offense. stats, I mean, uh, there there is one stat that stands out for the Steelers, and that that is that their turnover ratio is plus ten. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, they they lose almost every category to everybody. Um, they they have been outgained in yards in every game, all nine of their games. They've been outgained in yards. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we could have a big discussion about Steelers, but it comes down to one thing, guys: take care of the dang football against the Steelers, and it, you're going to beat them. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. So yep. that's if why we don't gift, that's, if we don't gift them 14 points in that first game, we win. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, we have 19 turnovers on this season. We lead the NFL <laughs> in turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an the incredible Brown, stat. The Browns yeah. are back to, be six and three. Yeah, and the Browns yeah. are Browns are at uh, minus four now. So we that they've definitely made a lot of progress yep. in that in that ratio with some nice takeaways here lately. But yeah. Yeah, they're they're not plus ten, so um, yeah. I mean the Steelers don't uh, their offense. I, you know, I I don't know how you can put the Browns' defense against Steelers' offense and and have any concerns that the Browns are getting defense is going to give up that many points. Um, the Browns' offense is going to have to score some. Um, you know, the Browns if the Browns' defense can score some, that'd be great. Yeah. But um, the Steelers' offense is nothing to be scared of. Yeah. My keys to victory on Sunday, we cannot turn the ball over. We have to be special on special teams. And most important, the defense must play sound football in the fourth quarter. Where the Steelers have won games, somehow Kenny Pickett figures it out in the fourth quarter. And we, he did the same thing against us in the fourth quarter. 
first yeah. time we played them. We have to be, because I'm going to assume this is going to be a tight game, and we're probably going to be protecting something like a three or four point lead going into the end of it. And the defense is going to have to step up and and make a stop. And they're not, they cannot let Kenny Pickett find that receiver <laughs> at a critical moment. That's going to, I believe that's going to be. That's what the, this game's going to come down to. If I were a bad man, I would say that you know it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to come down to our defense having to get them off the field. I think that's the way it's going to play out. Okay, Jeff, what? Uh, how do you see this game unfolding? And then we'll we'll get to our score predictions here in a minute. Yeah. After you. Same way. Um, we, we need to play clean football. Um, not let the Steelers get in our heads like they always seem to do. Yes, um, and, and, and yeah, do, you know, do stupid things that are self-destructive. Um, but yeah, if we can play a reasonably clean game and, and limit turnovers and if our defense shows up and, and gets after Kenny Pickett and, and makes him make mistakes, um, I think we've got a good shot at beating them. I think that even even with you know a bit of an unknown uh, on on offense, um, our defense can carry us through this one if if everything else is clean. You, you know, Jeff, we need to bully the bully. I agree. That's what that's what happens against the Steelers. Yeah. And I, I would love Percent's opinion of this. We, yeah. we why does it every year we come into these games and we mm-hmm. look so intimidated? By the Steelers, mm-hmm. we're willing we to just, fight the 49ers pregame, but the Steelers come into town, and I, I swear sometimes we we look like children compared to men, and I don't get that because yeah. we have a great team, we have a physical yeah. football team, but we yeah. need to bully the bullies this weekend. And I and I agree that, more. That, you know, the the Steelers could put you know a bunch of old ladies in that you know in their yes. uniforms, and the Browns would be intimidated by them. Yeah, um, it's like, is what how it's it colors? Is it their uniforms? What is it? I, I <laughs> don't know. I cannot explain it. Yeah, I can't either. But um, oh, but yeah, I hate the Steelers. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 they just they. I don't know. They just they they drag teams down. I mean, they do it to the Browns. I mean, I've I've seen them do it to several other teams this season too. They they just mm-hmm. drag teams down into these and these physical fighting kind of games and. Yeah. You know, and these games end up 13 to 10 and, you know, 14 to 12 and all this stuff. And they end up winning at the last minute. And you're like, how in the hell did they win that game? Yeah. yeah. You can see it throughout the whole game that the other team is better than them. But right. they get a couple yeah. of bounces and they just keep, you know, putting shots on guys and trying to intimidate them. And it works. It does. And, and we have to be that team this weekend. Just as we bullied the Ravens in the second half, you know, we bullied them. We won that game because we bullied the Ravens. We you can't, were hitting them. You can't tell me that that Steelers team is any tougher than that Ravens team. No. No. Not no. at all. No way. No way. Agreed. Okay. Yep. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so we're ready to play. Shit. Let's yeah. Get, we're yeah. Ready. Let's get some pads and helmets. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play. I'll be the water boy or something like that. But yeah. Um, so guys, the the line on this has obviously moved since the Watson injury. I think the Browns were initially a four point favorite. They're uh, last I checked a one and a half point favorite, and the over under is a a gaudy thirty three points. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, so let's get some predictions of the score, and if you want to throw in anything else we'll we'll take that too so eric you go first and wait before we do that we're going to flash back to last week where jeff and i were way off on the score totals uh, jeff two best, jeff two had, best defenses in, in the league and yeah six, 60 plus points scored yeah jeff had 1916 baltimore and i had 1613 cleveland so if you want to give me a win i'll take it but that's being pretty generous so um, all right so i'm eric, going yeah, I'm going 2016 Browns. All right. Hmm. Jeff. And they're, they're, the, the Steelers are going to have the ball at the end of the game, and we're going to have to get a stop. But it's we're, we're going we're to take care of business. Excellent. Okay. So Eric Eric taking a week over. Yeah, um, he is. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I had written down 17-16 um, Browns. Um, I didn't realize the over/under was 33, so that that's going to be a push, I guess. Um, but yeah, I I think this comes down to a kick. You can do a push on the over/under. Nobody cares okay. except Jeremy. Right. <laughs> I, I just I don't want to be that guy, you know, that doesn't doesn't take the under. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can move the over to over under to 33 and a half if you like. I mean, well, that I'm would sure. work. Yeah. Yeah, that we'll works. just call it 33 and a half. Yeah. So you're going 17 16? 17 16 Browns. Okay. It's going to be a field goal. Another field goal winner. Yep. As time expires. I don't <laughs> I know it. about time expiring. But. Yeah. But the field goal will win it. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Um, people. I heard people say that the Browns had that uh, that Ravens game circled on their calendar, or or they had that game circled on their calendar, you know, as a as a uh, you know a game, a defining type game. I believe that the Browns, while they've been going one week at a time, one and zero, I'm pretty sure they've had this game circled on on their calendar since that game in Pittsburgh. Um, just the points the defense gave up, the injury to Chubb and everything else, and they know they should have won that game. So I think they're going to play like it. I think they're going to bully the bullies, and I don't think this game's going to be as close as uh, as what it normally would have been. So I think the Browns are going to come into this with attitude and shove the Steelers around a little bit. So. I have the Browns winning 24 to 10, and I think the Steelers score seven points on defense. Wow. Man, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. A nice, relaxing Sunday win. That would be sweet. Yeah. I just, I think the Browns have had enough of this team. I think they're going to be really pissed off going into this game. Uh, yeah. What that, it takes, that would man. Make, That's what it takes. That would make, make for a really nice week next week. It would. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really good. Go. I got so. my victory Monday cup right here, cleaned out, ready yeah. to go. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, let's uh, let's get some closing thoughts and we're, we're going to get on out of here. So, so Eric, it's always great catching up with you. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, anything you'd like to leave the listeners with? No, just uh, uh, if you follow me on on Twitter, uh, especially during the in the game, just ignore me because I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all Browns all day. Just love the team, uh, love my hometown, and uh, let's, uh, let's 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 capitalize and let's uh, let's. Um, Let's let's not uh, not let this injury get us down. Let's get behind DTR, support this kid. He, he's a he's a Cleveland Brown, and let's let's go win. Let's go win on Sunday. That's the way. Uh, that's the way I'm going to treat it. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff, closing closing words tonight. Yeah, we we've in the last few weeks we've won a couple of really close games against a couple of the best teams in the league. I think we know how to do it now, and. No matter whether this game is close or not, establishing the fact that we can win close games against some of the best teams in the league is a huge thing for us as an organization, and it's going to carry us through the rest of the season, no matter who plays quarterback. So I'm 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 thrilled about that. Yeah. All right. This has been the Browns Blitz. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.